You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. College football fans, welcome into Sonny and Semenza on the Sports Objective. Here we are in week four of the season already. You know, it's amazing. We were talking before the show and, you know, you wait all year for college football to start. And then once it hits, it just seems to fly by. And, you know, this is this is certainly an exciting week ahead and a lot of great games. And let me go ahead and welcome in my partner here of ESPN three Jay Sunhalter Jay how you doing man What's up my brother doing good ready for the weekend Absolutely buddy and also I'd be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, welcome in our producer Bubba Rosenbaum who's behind the scenes typing up graphics and providing us with some data behind the scenes So uh, thanks Bubba for that and so Jay here we are buddy week four Don't you kind of get the feeling like this is the first I guess you would say really big week where we're you know we're almost we're basically fully into conference play now yeah there's like amazing games this weekend and there there are some good matchups first couple weeks this week though is is loaded and uh it's officially here it's officially official it certainly is and you know just in case anybody's listening to this show for the first time what we do here or what jay and i try to do is (laughs) to the best of our abilities is you know, pick the top games of the week nationally against the point spread. So um, it's it's never easy, you know, but we do our best. Uh, I don't know if, Bubba, when you get a second, if you could put the graphics up on the screen, how we're doing so far this year with our picks. But uh, but there it is. We're, look at that, Jay. We're, 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 we're neck and neck, buddy. Neck neck. <laughs> we need to get above 500. <laughs> we do. We, we have to. This is the week we get to 500, and then we and then you know we blow by. Then we skyrocket after this. You're right. Yeah, I mean, um, but but we're we're right there. You know, we're in striking distance. So not not bad so far. You know, I think the earliest the early weeks in the season are the toughest. But um, thanks, Bob, for putting that graphic up. You know, before we look ahead to week four, let's just kind of take a minute to look back at week three and. You know, Jay, the, the one game that really stands out to me from week three was the Colorado-Colorado State matchup, which it was a 10 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night. And if, you know, anybody listening to the show, if you were able to stay up and watch that game, um, just in terms of the, the excitement and the energy on the field, I had an absolute blast watching that game. Loved it. And Colorado State showed up. And, and really should have won that game. Jay, did you have any thoughts on that game and, um, you know, just a- any anything that you saw there? Yeah, I mean, just what a wild scene. And, I mean, Colorado State should have won it, could have won it. They outplayed them for about 58 minutes. And then 
then Colorado took over and just goes to show you, you got to play a complete game. If you leave an opening, then another team can, can come in and win it. And Colorado did it. But I mean, that whole atmosphere and just what went in and that pre you know, pregame talk between both coaches and just, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. The biggest thing is how much fun is it just to watch them, whether you like Colorado or you don't, it's fun to watch. And that showed by the ratings, just like the huge number that came out to watch that game, even though it's 10 o'clock game here on the East Coast. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, and that's a game I've been watching for years, but I can never remember having this much press. I mean, right now, Colorado, it's they're, they're getting like, you know, it's like virtually 24-7 media coverage. I mean, on Saturday watching ESPN and even the Friday leading into it, it was prime 24-7 Colorado. And it's amazing. I mean, people, you know, how many people are just jumping on this bandwagon with Colorado and um it's a pretty fascinating thing to watch and you know leading up to that game you had the the coach for colorado state make his his comments about Deion sanders with i I don't know exactly what he said verbatim but it was something along the lines of you know when i sit down with an adult i don't wear a hood or, or wear sunglasses which really you know lit a fire under the colorado team were you surprised by i mean jay you don't very rarely do you see a coach, you know, start a fire like that on game week. Yeah, especially with Deion Sanders. I don't understand what these guys are doing. <laughs> like, each coach is, like, talking trash to them. They're just using that as jet fuel and motivation. I couldn't believe, you know, I mean, you get it when players are saying you're behind closed doors. I just can't believe they said it in the media. So, yeah, they were uh, – you know what, I'll tell you what, though – Colorado State looked like they were the more prepared team for most of that game. And Colorado maybe, you know, was bought in the hype or flat or whatever. But Colorado didn't didn't play uh, play up up to par for most of the game, but they did when it counted right at the end. They certainly did. And, you know, there, that was, you know, one of the things about that game, there were some cheap shots. There, were, I mean, there was a play where the free safety on Colorado State um, – Literally, I mean, you know, listen, I love physical football and I love hard hits, but I don't like cheap shots. And, and I thought that was a blatant cheap shot on Travis Hunter. Um, you just have to call it what it was. And, and Hunter went down. I think he has a lacerated liver. Um, so he took a shot right to the midsection and he's going to be out for several weeks now. So, you know, you never like to see that. That was to me, that was the one stain you know, on a great game like that. Yeah, it's, it's tough, I mean, because he's so much fun to watch. And, you know, I think Colorado State was was going – they were going after guys. I mean, I think they were pissed off playing playing that game as a rivalry game and just all the attention Colorado got. So, yeah, they were doing some cheap shots, sweet <laughs> hits. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it, was, it was fun to watch. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the games we're going to break down here in a little bit is going to be Colorado at Oregon, but we're going to hold off on that one. So – you know, again, just looking back at some of the other matchups from last week, you know, some of the ones that really stand out to me, Jay, was Florida State is able to escape Chestnut Hill with a two-point win over Boston College. And, you know, Boston College had an opportunity to win that game right at the end. And, um, you know, you wonder, you know, you wonder a little bit if Florida State was looking ahead to Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes when you go up to Boston College, if you're not motivated, that is a very hard place 
to play and win, even if Boston College isn't that good. I know Boston BC isn't, you know, predicted uh, to be very good in the ACC. Florida State, though, got lucky getting out of there. And, you know, this this week against Clemson, that's going to be a big one. But they, they were lucky they came away with a win last weekend. Absolutely, Jay. And then another one that was really surprising to me in a monsoon down in Tampa, you had Alabama and South Florida were, were tied up three to three at halftime. Um, that was surprising. And, you know, Alabama, let's just go ahead and say it. They are clearly down this year. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback, and that's going to be an issue for them. I mean, when you look at these teams, if you don't have a quarterback, you uh, you don't really have a shot to win big. And Alabama has guys that are all going to – I mean, on Mel Kuyper's top, top 32 board, they've got four or five guys that are going to be first-round picks. They don't have a quarterback, though, and I wouldn't be surprised – they lose to Ole Miss this weekend, and if they lose three, you know, three games this year, three or more. I mean, I, I really, I really think with their schedule coming up, they could lose to Ole Miss, they could lose to LSU. I mean, there are some losses if they don't get improvement at quarterback. So it's going to be a different Alabama team this year. Absolutely, and that's another game we're going to get into, Jay, here in a second. And just a few final, uh, just I guess some surprising scores from last week. We'll just touch on really briefly. Ohio U, the Bobcats, knock off Ohio, uh, Iowa State 10 to 7. Um, you had Miami, Ohio from the MAC knocking off Cincinnati 31 to 24 in overtime. Um, and then UNLV, you know, knocks off Vanderbilt 40 to 37. Um, so down goes the SEC. And so uh, obviously, and then, you know, another big one was, was Florida taking care of business at home against Tennessee. Everybody wanted to fire Billy Napier after the first week of the season, Jay. And, you know, that's a classic example that fans, when it's week one, you have to relax a little bit and let things play out, right? Right. I mean, you, you, have, you have to give these coaching staffs time if they're going in the right direction, if you don't see the result. If they're building it the right way and there's not results, then you give them time. But if, if you made the wrong hire and you realize it's a mistake, then I'm all for getting – uh, getting rid of that, you know, mistake as soon as possible. But if you believe it's the right person, they just need time. Then you have to give them a runway. Absolutely. So it's going to be inter- interesting to see what uh, Florida and Billy Napier are able to do from here. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into it. let's get into week four. A lot of really good games this week, and you know, I think let's let's start with the biggest one of all, which I think. Um, when you look back on the season, this might be the biggest game of the season. And you have Ohio State, number six in the country, heading into South Bend. Both teams are 3-0. and It's a 7.30 start on uh, NBCJ. And you have the Buckeyes, minus three, against Notre Dame. What are your thoughts here? Well, I think this is going to be an amazing game and maybe one of the best games of the year. I mean, I can't wait to watch this one. I think Notre Dame is better than uh, preseason rankings, and now they're in the top 10. And then I don't know if Ohio State is as good as their preseason ranking. I I still have questions about their quarterback. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Notre Dame covers this, so I'll go with Notre Dame. Now, do you like Notre Dame to win, Jay, outright, or just to cover? Well, I want Notre, I want Notre Dame to win. Okay, <laughs> but I think Notre Dame will cover. I don't know. I don't know if I can say they're going to win. I'll, I'll go ahead. Notre Dame is going to win this game. 
All right. I, I, I had to put you on the spot, buddy. I had to do it. Um, you know, so this is, like I said, I, you know, it's a huge game, maybe the biggest game of the year when you look back on it. Um, I, I'm going to even take it a step further, Jay. I think this is the biggest game in South Bend since um, the Charlie Ward Florida State team went in there. I want to say it was like 1993. Bubba probably yes. knows. He's got like a uh, a memory like nobody else I know. But this is a huge game in South Bend. I've been really bullish on this Notre Dame team. I kind of put my neck out on the line before the season started and said they were my, you know, surprise team of the year to make the playoff. And um, here they are, you know, four weeks later, they're four and oh, and I really like the way they're playing. You know, they're averaging 508 yards of, of offense per game. Um, I like the way their defense flies around, you know? So I think from a talent perspective, um, I think they've closed the gap in Ohio State, and I think the difference here is Sam Hartman. I, I think he's going to give them the X factor, and you know, I I think if if Notre Dame can approach this game as Florida did last week, you're at home, you have the energy on your side, you have the crowd, and you can jump out to an early lead here. You know, I think that's going to be key to kind of take a lead early, get the crowd in it. And I think they're in business, Jay. So I'm going to say that's a long-winded way of saying I like Notre Dame money line outright to win this game, shock the world. All right, good. We're riding together on it. Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hell of a game. I mean, you know, bottom line. So, so that's the first one there. And uh, let's see. What do we have next here? Let's go to uh, Let's go to Florida State Clemson, Bubba. If we can get that correct. Actually, no, no. Okay, thank you. All right, so we have Florida State at Clemson, and we have the Knowles, minus two and a half. This is a noon kickoff on ABC. Jay, what do you think here? All right, I'm going to do another uh, shocker here. I'm going to say Clemson covers and Clemson wins. I just think I think Florida State's due, due for a loss, a huge LSU win, barely beat BC. I think Clemson's better than probably people think, even though they lost to Duke. I think they'll respond, and I, I think they're going to win at home. You know, honestly, I, I think it's a, I think it's a logical pick. I mean, Las Vegas is telling you something. The country is going to overreact to Duke beating Clemson in Week One. You know, but if you look really look at that game, they were inside the ten yard line several times and just kind of had some fluke things happen there. Um, that's a team that you know is going to get better. They're loaded with five-star recruits, loaded with talent. They're just going to get better and better. Dabo is not going to go down with a, without a fight. Um, on the flip side, you look at Florida State, I think maybe they looked past BC a little bit last week. Maybe they were looking ahead a little bit. I do think um, Coach Norvell is going to have their – they're at full attention in practice this week. I think it's going to be a really close game, very close game, but I think Florida state will cover, you know, but it's going to be close. They might win this game by like a field goal, maybe a touchdown, but very close game. I'll take the Knowles right now. Number four in the country to get it done. Jay. I thought you were riding with me. All right. We're going separate. We're going down separate paths. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like the, I mean, it's going to be a very close game and you know, I think I think people that are writing off Clemson are making a mistake. There's just yeah, too yeah. much talent. Yeah. I, I mean, Jay, Clemson's not even ranked right now. Think about that. Uh, that's yeah. hard to believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, it's going to be a close game. 
Um, let's go to the next one here. We have, we're just talking about them at the onset of the show, Colorado, number 19 at Oregon, who's number 10. And you have Oregon is a 21 point favorite. And Jay, just to make it fair, I'll, I'll go first this time, right? Uh, since I always put you on the spot to go first, but, um, this is going to be an interesting game to watch. You know, I, I, yeah. Colorado, they, they struggled last week at home uh, against a Colorado State team that's average at best. Um, I do – Oregon's going to win this game. They are going to win this game. But the 21 is what's giving me a little pause here. The more I watch Shador Sanders play, I love his arm. He's got a quick release. He's got a strong arm, man. He really does. He's athletic. So I think Colorado will score some points here, and I think they'll score – enough points to cover in in Outson Stadium or is it Austin however they say it I think they'll lose the game by about 17 so I'll go Colorado to cover the 21 yeah I mean to me I, I think I think Oregon's gonna win that's just such a huge number but I, I don't I mean I don't see a way that they don't cover but again you know it's like one of those ones is that is that a fool you know is is taking Colorado cover is that the fool's pick? But, in you know, the public's probably going to ride on Colorado. But, I mean, again, I just don't – Shadur Sanders can be a first-round pick this year. I, I don't see him getting blown out. So, I'm going to ride with Colorado to cover. Yeah, you know they're going to come ready to play. And, you know, he, he's just – you know, I had to – I, I don't anoint guys to, like – I don't buy into media hype in preseason. I have to see it on the field. And now that there's a little bit of a sample size on him, I really like him at quarterback. That dude can sling it. Um, so it'll be fun to watch. And you know what's really – just to take a step back from the games for a second, if you look at the lineup, Jay, this week, the timing of the games is, is perfect because you have Florida State-Clemson at noon. You have this Colorado-Oregon game at 3.30. And then the nightcap, the best one of all, is you have Ohio State Notre Dame at seven thirty. So, you, you know, it's a nice lineup because you're going to kind of get to see everything. Unless, you know, like unless you're at like a wedding or something like that, then you really kind of can't really watch much, right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, all right. So let's see what we got here next, fellas. Uh, we have UCLA. We're going to go out west. Number 22, UCLA uh, at Utah, number 11, and it's Utah minus four and a half. What do you think here, Jay? Well, I'll tell you, I, I think all these games are going to be close. I don't think they're going to be blowouts in these ones. Um, I, I I just think Utah at home is so tough. I think they're legit. I'm going to go with Utah to cover, but I, I do think it'll be a close game. I think Utah wins by more than four. Okay. This is a tough one for me. I just, oh, God, I, I don't know. Um, Utah really struggled against Baylor. Um, very lucky to, to, to win that game late. Um, but to your point, they're, they're a different animal at home. Um, to me, this is a total toss-up game. I'm just going to go Utah for no other reason than they're at home. And, uh, you know, I think they'll find a way to – I think they'll find a way to cover it. So we both have the Utes here. There you go. All right. Um, another 330 game there. And then 
Another good one. This is a team, Jay, we haven't really talked about Penn State too much this year. Um, but here they are, number seven in the country. This team is loaded. A lot of talent. They have Iowa coming in, the Hawkeyes at 3-0, ranked number 24. Um, this is another 7.30 p.m. start on CBS, and it's Penn State minus 14.5J in Happy Valley for – I think this is a whiteout game. Is this a whiteout game? I want to say it is. What do you think here, Jay? Boy, I'll tell you what. It's going to be – it's going to be hard for, you know, Penn State, Penn State, um, or excuse me, it's, it's going to be hard for Iowa in this game. I, I just think Penn State at home is so good, especially at night. 14 and a half is a lot of points. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would say usually Penn State, I just think Iowa can keep it close, even though they don't score a lot of points. So I'm going to do a little surprise. I was going to go Penn State, but I'm going to do a surprise and say Iowa, Iowa covers on the road. Dude, I, honestly, I think that's a another really good pick. It's <clears throat> the, what they did with that half point there really gives me some pause. You know, Penn State minus yes. fourteen and a half. Iowa always plays Penn State tough. I don't know right. what it is. It's like Kirk Ferentz like gets that team up to play Penn State. Um, if this game was in Iowa, I, I would be all over Iowa. Um, I expect it to be a bloodbath in the first half really physical game, but Penn State will pull away at some point in the second half. And I think that they're – I think Iowa's limitations on offense, their lack of explosive plays, will catch up with them in the end, and I think Penn State will pull away. Um, so I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. Out of respect for my brother, who's a Penn State graduate, um, I'm going to take Penn State. At home to cover the 14 and a half, Jay. That's a good pick. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we shall see, buddy. We shall see. Um, another tough one, though. And let's see. What do we have next? We have Ole Miss, Alabama, Bubba. So um, let's see. We have number 15, Ole Miss, heading into number 13, Alabama. It's Alabama minus seven, Jay. What, what do you think here? Well, I, you know what? This is a crazy one because I think Ole Miss can can win this game. I think they can win it. But Alabama's played bad the past two weeks. And quarterback issues, all that. The spread's seven. Like, why is it seven? Is there something we don't know about, some Vegas knows? I'm going to actually do a surprise here and say Alabama covers and wins by more than seven. Um, but mm. that's just a that's just a why is that spread that high? Because honestly, I think Ole Miss can win it. But why is that spread that high? I think Alabama's going to come out, be motivated, and, and surprise some people. That's an interesting pick. It's a good thought. I <laughs> that's uh, that's a really good thought. I, I for some reason I thought you were you were going to go Ole Miss on this one, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Alabama right now. You know, they were tied with South Florida at halftime. South Florida is not a great football team. Um, I'm convinced that Alabama is a little down this year. They're breaking in a new quarterback. That kid has a rocket for an arm, absolute rocket, but they're not quite there offensively yet. And the one thing Ole Miss can really do is score points. 
and they can score on anybody. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ole Miss here. I think they just, they're just going to outscore them. I think they're too explosive offensively. I think they could even win this game. Like I wouldn't hesitate to take this game money line, um, which is crazy. I, I haven't gone against Alabama in years, but um, I just think they're a little down. So um, I think Lane Kiffin uh, finds a way to get this one done, buddy. How about that? Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think the only reason I'm taking Alabama here is just because the spread. Like, I think it's a weird one. But, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, all signs point to Ole Miss covering or or winning even. I mean, I don't trust Alabama. I'm just going with uh, when the public goes one way, you go the other way. So maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll get burned. But I'll stick with Alabama here. Yeah, and this is this is a danger spot for for Nick Saban, Jay, because we know how college football fans can be. They can be lunatics. You know, it's amazing. It's always about what have you done for me lately. If Ole Miss wins this game, there's going to be some major heat in Tuscaloosa, um, which is which is. I can't believe, you know, for me to even say that, or like it's hard to even fathom. But um, those those fans will grow restless fast. Um, so this is a big spot for Alabama. And um, if they're going to keep pace, you know, if they're going to keep pace and, and have a chance to continue working towards being a playoff team this year, you know, they have to win this game because already with that one loss against Texas, if you go to two and two, you're done. You're You're, you're done. Um, you're not getting into the playoff. And so um, big spot there for, for the Crimson Tide. Um, we have one more, I believe, here, and that is let's call it the Pac-2. There were some of the remaining teams from the, uh, the broken apart Pac-12. Um, Oregon State, who's number 14 in the country at 3-0. Um, heading into uh, Washington State, who's number 21. And you have Oregon State minus three here, Jay. Gosh, what's it? what a game. I mean, th- I think all these games are going to come down to the very end. Um, I mean, it, it's amazing what what they've been able to do this year, especially after being slided as far as, you know, not, not having a conference. Um, I'm going to do a little surprise here. I'll say the Beavers on the road. Um, win this game by more than three, but uh, I, I don't feel good about it. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say they get it done on the road. Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I have no feel for this game whatsoever. I mean, first of all, I don't get to watch these teams very often just because of the time zone. And, um, you know, it's just – it's one of those games where it's a toss-up. Um, you know, I – I think Oregon State is probably the better team here, but it's at home. It's at home for Washington State. Um, I think they're going to be jacked up. I think that that crowd is going to be jacked up. Um, chance to prove themselves on the national national stage. You know, this is a seven o'clock kickoff on Fox. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with Washington State, Jay, for no other reason, just because you took Oregon State, and I'm going to make it interesting. How about that? No, that's good. We need some difference. <laughs> so, uh, man, a lot of good games there. A lot of good games. It's going to be fun to watch. And 
One more I'm going to mention to you, Jay. We're not going to – no, not to pick the spread on it, but a game that's kind of off the radar for me a little bit, and you might you might laugh at me, but Michigan better be careful this week with Rutgers coming in. Um, I think that's going to be a way tougher game than the, the experts predict. Rutgers quietly 3-0 and with Greg Schiano, um, rolled up on Virginia Tech last week, and uh, got to watch out for that one. And, uh, Jay, we might have a technical difficulty here. You may have dropped there. I'm back. Okay. We got you. We got you, buddy. Um, so with that said, you know, Jay, as we always do each and every week, we, we finish the show. We take a look at our uh, hometown team here, East Carolina, who is uh, – listen, this is not a primetime matchup. You're hosting Gardner-Webb this week. You're 0-3. Um, you know, team's not playing particularly well at this point, but you have an opportunity. This is a must win. Uh, absolute must win. What are your thoughts on this game? I think we, I think I lost. Hey, I'm here. Hey, okay. Hey, so, so I think Gardner Webb is a good team. I think they're going to challenge the Pirates. Uh, they won the Big South last year and uh, made the FCS playoffs. They're going to play up tempo. Um, this is going to be a test for the Pirates. The Pirates come out and clean up some of the mistakes and come out motivated, which I think they will. I think it can be a big victory. Um, you know, if, if those mistakes aren't fixed and they don't come out, you know, playing on fire, the, this game could go down to the fourth quarter. So um, I expect the Pirates to play well. I think they'll win. I think they'll win big. But again, if they don't play well, Gardner Webb could challenge could challenge in this game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, listen, if you're uh, if you're East Carolina, and this is this is a big big spot. You know, we talked about Nick Saban in a big spot. This is a big spot for Mike Houston. You're at home. You know, this is a game you absolutely have to win. Right now, I think there's some pressure coming down. You saw the athletic director John Gilbert issued a statement yesterday. Nobody's happy with the results. Um, you look at some of these, you know, you see some of these things that come out today on, you know, X and different platforms, you know, college football's most undisciplined teams. And East Carolina is sitting there at number five. And that's largely because of the penalties. I mean, the penalties are just, um, they're horrible. They're killers. I mean, so many times last week you're starting off, you're, you know, offensive possession with a penalty and you get behind the sticks. And before you know it, you're in third and 15 with an inexperienced quarterback and a young O line, and you're just not going to win like that. It's a bad recipe. So, um, man, I, I hope that East Carolina can find it. They're by far the more, more talented team. I mean, I'm just going to say, you know, they get it done. I think they're going to win this game by 14 to 17 J you know, fingers crossed, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Pirates need a win, and you know, any way, any win is a good win. But they, you know, ideally they want this a dominating fashion more than anything. Though they just need to have a win that tastes in their mouth, and you know, hopefully it'll create some confidence and momentum from this point forward. But it's going to be a test. But I'm excited to see how they respond this week and how they play Saturday. No doubt, buddy. Should be an interesting one to watch. Um... But uh, you know, Jay, I think I think with that said, we we 
you know, I think we covered the the biggest games of the week. Um, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be the best week yet so far in the season in 2023. Um, definitely looking forward to it. Any final thoughts, buddy, before we before we wrap it up? Well, I just hope this week goes well for both of us. We had some same picks. We had some different ones, but uh, we'll we'll see what it shakes out to be next week. I just can't wait to see you know how ECU plays Saturday, and then all these other games. Yeah, this this weekend's gonna say a lot as far as the playoff and which teams you know are for real and which teams separate themselves because uh, you look at that schedule and uh, you know that Florida State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, those games are huge. And uh, as far as you know, teams moving on and the teams getting a loss, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But but can't wait for Saturday. No doubt, buddy. Looking forward to it as well. And I just want to uh, take a second. I want to thank uh, everybody for for tuning in and watching the show. You know, this show is growing week over week. Um, last week or two weeks ago, we actually hit our high water mark for for viewership. So really appreciate that. Um, this show can be found on you know multiple platforms: Facebook, um, you know YouTube. Obviously, is a big platform for us. X, formerly known as Twitter. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, feel free to uh, to follow us, uh, like, and subscribe to our Sports Objective Network. And uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, looking forward to a big week four. Thank you, Bubba Rosenbaum, for all your hard work behind the scenes. And with that said, we're going to call it, Jay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have a great week. Thank you, everyone. Take care, buddy. Uh-huh.